Welcome to The Creative Classroom, an EdTech podcast series where I chat with industry experts about tools, platforms, technologies, and software that could potentially help you transform learning. My goal is to provide you with an honest opinion on the tools we talk about from money, accessibility, and so much more. My name is Brian Ouellette, and welcome to The Creative Classroom. On today's episode, I chat with Adam Parker Goldberg from Flipgrid, a program that allows a teacher to connect with students virtually through short videos by creating topics and prompts. Teachers create a grid, provide a join code to their students, and instantly they can begin responding to the question or topic with their own personalized video, which then allows teacher to student and student to student feedback. This could be done through video or even written comments. Adam discusses how Flipgrid provides a global professional learning community through their Grid Pals, a disco library to help teachers get started, and their partnership with Microsoft that allows Flipgrid to be free for educators. Flipgrid adapts and evolves by listening to educators. They believe that if you can think it, you can Flipgrid it. This is the Creative Classroom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Creative Classroom Podcast. On the show today, I'm joined by Adam Parker Goldberg from Flipgrid. Adam, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm super excited to to be here and to chat with you. Uh, It's great to have you. Adam, tell us a little bit about yourself, your role with Flipgrid, and what is Flipgrid? Totally, yeah. So as you mentioned, my name is Adam Parker Goldberg. I am at Adam Short Shorts on Twitter, if you're on Twitter. Um, And I work on Flipgrid's engagement team. And so what that means for us is uh, it really is a catalyst between community and our developers. Um, We at our heart are a startup. Flipgrid was a startup back in 2015 um, and now are part of the Microsoft family. Kind of long story short, Flipgrid started at the University of Minnesota um, as a solution for Professor Dr. Charlie Miller to connect with his students. And so what Flipgrid at the time, before even the name Flipgrid, was a video platform solution so that Charlie, while he traveled around the world to study education, could continue chatting with his students face-to-face in an asynchronous format. So, you know, not synchronized. Basically, they would record a video when they had time. He would watch when he had time. Um, And what kind of sprung out of that was this insight that his students not only enjoyed recording videos for him to watch as their professor, but they also watched, enjoyed watching each other's videos. And so kind of digging into that more, they created what they named Flipgrid, a video discussion platform where educators, students, and families connect with one another, connect, share, showcase, and celebrate student voice um, with short recorded video. And this collaborative learning environment where you're not just learning with, but from one another. And so, um, I said long story short, so really making it short here, started at the University of Minnesota around 2012, 2013, and 2015, um, that group of uh, graduate students and uh, Charlie and some of his team left the university to become a startup in 2000, that was 2015, then in 2018, Microsoft saw what Flipgrid was doing um, and just fell in love with the product was cool, but what they loved even more was this incredible community of educators all around the world with these like remarkable ways of engaging their scholars, young, old, across subjects, uh, you know, all, all over the place. And so Microsoft decided to democratize Flipgrid and make it free for absolutely everyone. Um, and so kind of coming then full circle, 
we've maintained these startupy roots in that um, we're now part of Microsoft. We are totally free. We are Microsoft's video discussion platform for the classroom, but we're very in tune and we're very grateful that we get to work with our educator community. And that kind of has warranted uh, what my position is and what our team is, which is, you know, giving ideas from the community to our developers. So anything from, you know, I want to be able to do this or how can I do this? Like, let's make Flipgrid do this. Um, and then vice versa, sharing once the developers come up with something new, working with the community to say, okay, here's this new feature. And then really is getting ideas. So like, hey, now you can screen record in Flipgrid. You know, we have some ideas on what that might look like, but ultimately we, we turn to you, incredible innovative educators, share with us, how are you gonna use this and how can we make this feature even better? What an amazing story though, how it started and to what it is today. You know, and you talk about this, you know, teacher video, student video. So tell us a little bit about how Flipgrid works. You know, as a teacher, I go on to Flipgrid. What does that look like for me? Totally, yeah. So Flipgrid is very simple and powerful at its core. Um, and part of that involves there are actually no student accounts. So a teacher getting started on Flipgrid, you just go to flipgrid.com. You'll create your educator account right away. Just authenticate in with, you know, your Google or Microsoft managed email. And then you set up a grid. And the easiest way to think of a grid is your classroom. Um, and I say the easiest way because there's a number of reasons you might set up a grid. Um, and we can kind of get into some of those later. But first and foremost, you set up your grid. That's your classroom. And then within that grid, you set up these discussion prompts, these topics. And it could be anything from, you know, how are you doing today? What are you thinking about? To share a hypothesis for this science experiment we're going to do. To what are you reading? What, you know, anything. My, my colleague Jordan Armand says, if you can think it, you can flip grid it. So basically, you set up the discussion prompt. You've set up your grid. You share that grid code with your scholars. Um, and you can do that in a number of ways. We have, you know, share to Google Classroom, share to Teams. Um, via Remind, you can share it in any LMS. It's just like a URL link. Students take that link, authenticate into Flipgrid, and then share their voice. And we have, it's fully compatible on the web. So any computer with a webcam, just on the Microsoft Edge browser or Google Chrome, um, or there's free apps, iOS and Android. And it's very much, we've tried to um, not necessarily emulate, but but take that experience of social media where students already are engaging with one another, right, on, on TikTok, on Snapchat, on Instagram, um, and take those fun features where they like and they feel comfortable discussing with their peers and bringing it into the, the privacy and the value of education. And so embracing that, truly that social learning in terms of, you know, social media fund. And so students enjoy making videos, but at the same time, they're, you know, <laughs> like I don't want to say trick, but almost like uh, a trick, I guess, is kind of the word into realizing they're learning, right? So you may think you're making a fun stop motion video and you are, but in doing so, you're also learning about the carbon cycle or, or whatever the lesson may be. And and you talk about, you know, students uploading their videos and, and we live in a social media age right now. And you're right, students are, are bought into TikTok, uh, Instagram or whatever it might be. Is there a way to moderate these videos as they come in, you know, is, or is it just live to anyone and everyone? Totally, yeah. And so your grid security settings are as private as you want them to be. Um, and by that, we, we mean there are a couple different ways you can format your grid. Um, if you're doing like, you know, we've seen some examples of, of teachers wanting to collaborate, right? Public PLC grid would be the community type for that. And so maybe if educators just sharing ideas all around the world, what are, what are your you know, 
what are your best practices for this particular curriculum? Um, but the best and, and most secure and simplest way to set up for your school is to create a school email domain grid. And what that enables you to do is lock down your grid so that any student with that code within your class can access the grid, but they can't actually get into the grid. Or I, sh I, should, I should rephrase, they can't access the grid. They can get to the, the wall of the grid, but to actually open the door into the grid, they have to be part of your school email domain. And then on top of that, once they're in, you can also set up moderation. So you say the word moderation and we get this a lot of like, what if I, you know, I wanna make sure my students' videos um, are appropriate or just the first couple rounds, I want students to just get familiar with that platform and know they're just sharing a video with me before they're sharing across their peers. On top of securing your grid to only your school domain, you can also moderate videos. So only you as the educator can see those videos until you uh, until you have the conversation with your students, right? Until you either activate them so their peers can see the video or you can leave them moderated all the time and just have, we've seen Eric Garcia in California has this beautiful idea of, of an inbox topic. And so video, video voicemail is essentially what he's created. He turns on moderation, never makes the videos public. So they're always just between him and his scholars. Um, and likewise, and like I mentioned with the, with the school email grid community type, only students within his school community are able to even get to that topic to submit a video. So it seems there's a lot of security in place and protocol even for teachers to a, you know, keep their classes secure, but also make sure that the content that is posted is secure and is appropriate for what's going on. So how does your, your platform, how does Flipgrid in the current scenario that we are in now, which is the COVID-19 pandemic, how does Flipgrid adapt or even transform learning for students? So how can it be applied in the remote learning or distance learning way? Totally, yeah. And so what's kind of cool about this, um, you know, a silver lining, if you will, is that Flipgrid was originally designed, as I kind of mentioned, as a remote learning platform and that Dr. Charlie Miller um, was the one traveling around the world trying to stay connected to his scholars back here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And so we're seeing this example, we've always seen this, but now obviously it's it's more prevalent that teachers are finding ways to connect with students regardless of location and across curriculum and content, right? So it's not just about, um, you know, let's talk through our mass thinking today or, or let's do some science experiments, let's do some reading. That certainly happens. But especially in remote learning situations where we don't have the privilege of seeing each other every day, um, which we as people just love doing, right? We love, we're social people. We love social creatures. We love seeing one another. And so Flipgrid has enabled educators to kind of continue that classroom dialogue and community that that remote learning kind of poses a challenge or challenges, right? So um, we've seen a number of examples of educators just setting up kind of, as I mentioned, just like a, you know, a social topic to just jump in the grid and say, you know, what are you thinking today? Or what's something cool? What, what are you watching on TV? What's the latest Netflix show you're watching? Um, things like that, where those kind of one-off typical conversations that happen beyond the curriculum, but within the classroom aren't happening now that we're all you know, living and working in this remote learning environment. And you mentioned, you know, teachers can offer a variety of topics that students can post videos to. Are, are these separate grids or is it one grid where all of a sudden you have this flood of a different, you know, a multitude of videos going in? It's totally up to you. And so that that's kind of where the, the simplicity actually almost gets a little bit confusing. But once you kind of get a grasp of, 
of grids and topics, it, it really starts to make sense. What you do is you set up a grid or so you, you'll set up your grid, right? And then you can put as many topics, unlimited number of topics within that grid, and you can rearrange the topics so that your scholars are kind of directed in which order. So let's say, you know, on Monday you have a topic and you want to discuss one thing. That can be your, your focus topic. And then on Tuesday, you have a new topic. You can rearrange your topic so that when they go to that same one grid code, the only thing they need to know to access um, your content, they can then be presented with a new topic and toggle between topics. Likewise, um, I, everything about Flipgrid is free. And so if you wanted to, theoretically, you could create an unlimited number of grids. Um, and I say if you wanted to, a little bit sarcastically, but there really is some merit in creating a number of grids. We've even seen uh, educators set up, you know, unique grids for not just unique classes, but also clubs. So maybe you have your after school, you know, drama club that no longer is able to meet. You want to set up a grid for just that community of students um, and discuss drama lessons there. And so maybe the students now, they have their core curriculum grids that they go to, but they also have their after school club grids that they can go to. And that kind of helps organize for them to know, you know, I'm entering this community, I'm entering this room to discuss these kind of topics. And then I'll leave that and I'll go to a different grid and discuss these kind of topics. And once again, that's all within the walled security of your school managed email domain. And, it, and it's exactly, I love the word you keep using, which is community. And these grids, you're essentially building this virtual community for teachers and students or, or scholars or whoever may be joining. Um, so is there a way though, you know, you talk about using your school email to open that up beyond that, to go globally, if you will, if I want to create a grid and invite the world to start posting to it, is that possible? Totally. Yeah. I mean, and it's something that we recommend, um, you know, having that conversation with your scholars and with the families, right, about of who, who you want to bring into your grid. And one really cool feature to kind of open it up to the to the world, if you will, but but keep it safe and contained is the feature grid pal. So right inside of Flipgrid, you can actually, as an educator, find other educators all around the world, you know, and and search by what age they teach, what subject they teach. And the grid pulse feature is educators who have kind of raised their hand and said, I want to connect with other classes. And so in that way, you can connect your scholars. And, you know, I, I grew up in Iowa. So your scholars in Iowa to, to a class in Australia or a class in India or Japan or Spain, wherever, by connecting with an educator there and then actually adding that, adding that school email domain to your grid. And so it just kind of, or it not kind of it does, it keeps that grid contained and private to just those who you invite to the community. Um, but you just open that community up a little bit, right, to just another school. And so you can have as many school domains as you want on that grid. But that way, it's like virtual pen pals, right? That's why it's called grid pals. And it goes back to Bonnie McClellan in New York, who, who originally did all of this by a Google form and connected teachers uh, herself just looking through the form results. And we just we said, Bonnie, this is incredible, but you can't you can't sustain this. And so um, we worked with her to build it as a feature to then open your classroom to the world, but keep it safe and secure to just those who you want from the world to join you. Well, essentially, these grid pals is, is trying to build this professional learning community amongst teachers who are using Flipgrid. So is there a way that students can then connect amongst themselves or is it, again, by invite only? So if I've added an Australian user account, if you will, um, uh, NB or whatever the email might be, that these students can then interact with each other as well? They could. They It just needs to, the educators kind of dictate 
where the conversation could happen. So an educator would need to set up that topic to say, okay, this is the topic to just have fun and, and discuss, you know, culture and food and, and music with students in this class. So you could have both your curriculum, you know, we're reading this book together with this class in Sydney, but let's also have this topic where we just kind of goof around and, and share funny jokes and tongue twisters. Um, in fact, that, that was, there was a, I forget where the class was in the States, but there was a class that was learning French, connected with a class in France, and then they exchanged tongue twisters. And so it was quite literally this fun, but it was part of the curriculum, right? Because the, the students in America were learning French, and so they had to say French tongue twisters. And the students in France were learning English, and they had to say English tongue twisters. So it was fun, but it was also academic. There seems like there's so much power to Flipgrid that even the surface can't reveal until you start using it and digging in. So, you know, without saying, you know, uh, you know, teachers are overwhelmed with the amount of work that they have to do, does Flipgrid provide resources that could reveal, you know, these little Easter eggs, if you will, uh, hidden gems that may not be obvious at the, to the, you know, first user? Totally. Yes. And so a number of things. Um, first and foremost, our, our team is here to help, right? So myself, Adam, um, Jester and Anne are three former educators themselves and now work as educator innovation leads on the Flipgrid team. Um, once again, to just offer support and especially offer pedagogy, right? To share their experience and their former experience within and beyond the classroom um, with you as an educator. We together as the engagement team have put together a series of resources, including a, get a getting started guide. So that's just blog.flipgrid.com forward slash getting started. Uh, which has a couple videos, one for you as teachers and one that you can actually share with your students so they know exactly what to do. And just step-by-step -step tells you everything you need to know to get started before kind of going into all these other features. So just the core value of Flipgrid of setting up the grid, the topic, and starting to hear from your students. And then once you become familiar, as you, as you mentioned, there's uh, our certification program in which level one will is basically, you're familiar with Flipgrid. So if you've used Flipgrid, you're essentially a level one educator. You just got to add a video to the grid. Um, your first badge has been earned. But if you become level two and then level three, that's a great way to kind of, as you mentioned, unpack these resources and discover what other hidden gems exist um, within and beyond Flipgrid. That's absolutely fascinating. And I love that, that being able to level up as you use a software and you as you use this platform, you know, not only you build your own understanding, but you're building your capacity and you're somewhat being rewarded for it by saying, you know what, I'm a level three Flipgrid master uh, or whatever the actual title <laughs> may be. <laughs> yes, and rightfully so, because, and once again, it's like, it just is so, I'm so fortunate we get to work with this community of educators all around the world because we have, we have continued to evolve these levels, this, the certified level. So they, they always remain at the core of essentially the same, right? Level one is its foundation. So we're never going to throw everything like our level one will never be what used to be level three. Level one is still the core and, and just learning, you know, the basics of Flipgrid. But as educators have advanced in the levels, they've informed us like, hey, I, you know, I'm a level two educator now. I, I saw that you, you had us do this. And when I was doing that, I created these resources. And we look at those and we're like, that's a whole nother way to use Flipgrid. Like now, how can we build that back into Flipgrid? Um, and so it, it definitely is a, you know, not a one-way relationship, but a, a two-way relationship in that as educators become more and more certified with the different levels, they're not only learning more about the platform, but they're also teaching us more 
about that platform and offering more suggestions and ideas to to improve. That's amazing. You know, kind of crowdsourcing a little bit where you you send it out, everybody's using it. How can you benefit or improve it and make it better uh, for everyone else? Uh, out of curiosity, you know, we talk about how we can utilize Flipgrid in remote learning uh, practices. But let's talk about the classroom a little bit. It, you know, as you're standing there in front of your students, um, what is your experience? What are some stories that you might have of teachers using Flipgrid in class um, as a as a transformational tool, if you will, uh, for learning? Totally, yeah. I like one of the coolest things that we hear, and it just it warms our hearts. It's like our it's it is our why at Flipgrid. Our whole team. There's just about forty of us on the team, but we're so excited when we hear an educator share whether in a remote learning situation or a classroom situation, that Flipgrid enables them to hear from every single scholar. So whereas in class, you you know, within the, the 30 minutes of a class or whatever given time you might have, you probably don't have time to hear the answer from every single student to every single question you ask. And likewise, there's some students who just, you know, we all learn differently. So they want to reflect a little bit more, whereas other students are, are ready to answer right away. What Flipgrid enables you to do is allow every scholar to to answer every single question you want them to discuss and to do so within their own comfort and review and learn on their own as they build that response for you and for their peers before sharing with everyone. So basically, you know, as you keep saying it, it's a discussion board, it's a community, it allows the teacher to hear all the voices and students be heard. So is there a way for them to provide feedback, whether it be teacher to student, student to teacher, obviously the student to teacher, which is their upload of their video, or, or student to student, you know, is there a way for that feedback to happen? All the above, yes. And so students, um, as an educator, it's kind of, it goes back to journey, if you can think it, you can flip grid it. Um, there's a series of features you can enable or, or disable as you see fit when setting up a different topic. Um, one of our favorites is that student-student reply and that once a student poses a video, they can then go watch another peer's video and reply directly to that video. You as an educator can also set up um, a, a custom feedback uh, rubric. And so that can be whatever criteria you want. Maybe you're discussing you know, an event in history and you want them to list three primary resources and make, when making their video, maintain eye contact, use an appropriate volume, whatever criteria you have set up, you can load into Flipgrid and then as the educator, when you're reviewing videos, actually score that rubric uh, or score, yes, yeah, score the rubric. Uh, and just recently upon, you know, as everything from Flipgrid stems from the community, we heard uh, to change that rubric score, it used to just be a one to 10 scale, but now it is a custom scale. So you can make it one to 100 or one to 77, whatever you want it to be. Um, and then actually export that data as well if you want to build it into your LMS or take those scores into your LMS, wherever you may want to put those. Um, as well as written feedback, right? So in addition to the rubric, you can just write, hey, you know, awesome video. I, I loved what you said. And it was very interesting that your dog likes wearing hats or whatever it might be, um, as well as private video feedback. So if you as the educator want to reply to the student um, with a video, but you don't want that video shared with everyone, you can provide just a video from you one-on-one -on -one to that student. What a what a great feature, you know, for classroom, for feedback, back to that whole living in a social media era, you know, of TikTok and and, and video is really what what everyone wants now is that 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 in person you talked about being that human interaction and those videos allow for that feedback to be more authentic and and personal if you will so adam i'd like to go into a segment here of the show that i call the specialist top five and what it is is i want to know 
What do you think your top five ways or reasons that Flipgrid can help teachers transform education, whether it be at home or in the classroom? Wow. It's, it's hard to pick just five. Um, so let me think. And, and let me qualify. These were in no particular order um, because the way my mind works, they're just going to come out of nowhere. Um, and I'll try to limit to five. Um, first and foremost, I, I think reason number one is, is empowering student voice and enabling you as an educator to hear, as we discussed, from every single scholar in the classroom and giving every student uh, an opportunity to speak up. Um, reason number two is the, the powerful, simple camera enables students to participate in a means where they're comfortable. And so what's cool about Flipgrid is you can cre create a selfie style video. So just flip on the camera, record your video. But we also have these like little creative features where you can toggle on whiteboard mode um, or you can live ink over a photo that you upload. So we've heard before, maybe a student doesn't want to share their voice or maybe the assignment doesn't warrant sharing your voice, but rather sharing what's around you. You can flip the camera and, and piece together a video because voice is more than spoken word and Flipgrid with the camera tools enables you to really hone in on that and share different creative ways and express your thoughts and ideas and opinions and, and questions uh, across multiple media or multiple means with the camera. Um, number three, I and this this should be number one. Th this is the number one, even though it's third in the list, is the Flipgrid educator community is just simply the loudest, proudest, most supportive, innovative community on the planet. Um, I, I mentioned earlier that our team is here to support you, and that is so true. But your fellow educators all around the world are here to support you. And we go to the community for inspiration. And I strongly encourage any educator who's, who's just starting with Flipgrid to do the same. Um, just search Flipgrid on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. And there's a community of educators who are so excited to share their ideas, answer your questions, offer inspiration. Um, and it's just a great way to connect and learn from one another. Because especially as we're as we're kind of now isolated in our remote situations, it's a great way to connect and to to learn with and from one another, and realize that you're not alone in this journey, um, and that others are out there with the same struggles and the same um, situations who are who are here to offer help. Um, that's number three, but it's actually number one, right? <laughs> so um, number four, I think that. And, and this again speaks to the community. Once you start hearing from your scholars and you set up that grid, you just get started with Flipgrid in terms of, of you as an educator working with and, and encouraging and fostering social learning among your students. The great kind of next step that Flipgrid empowers you to do is to bring families into the conversation. And this is something we've we've seen growing, and especially now that we that we are now learning from home, we're seeing more prevalent. And so you're not just having students and teachers on the grid, but actually family members, brothers, sisters, cousins, aunts, uncles, grandmas, grandpas, parents, guardians, everyone now getting involved in the learning. And that can happen, you know, even in a classroom setting, but especially now in a remote learning session where, where families get involved. Um, and then number, <laughs> number five, I feel, I feel like I've, I told you they were endless and I feel like I've captured so many in just the four. Um, Oh, wow. I feel like the, the fifth needs to be like a penultimate or that, not the penult that was penultimate, right? This needs to be like the ultimate epic idea. Um, but actually, I'll just make it quite simple. Flipgrid is free. That's number five. Number five, Flipgrid is free. And so 
it's not one of those, you know, if you love it, you're, you're not going to have to worry about then figuring out a way to pay for Flipgrid. It is totally free. It is free for life. Uh, Microsoft has ensured that Flipgrid is free for every educator, student, and family on the planet, regardless of if you're, if you're a Microsoft educator, a Google educator, Apple educator, whatever your situation may be, Flipgrid is completely free for everyone. And that is oftentimes the number one cause of somebody not wanting to use a platform or a tool is the cost and finding where do I get the money, you know, to keep this going. And what an amazing opportunity for teachers to use a free platform that connects this professional learning community across the world and has access, you know, you have access not to your students, but this ability to do this back and forth, this personal piece. Now, Adam, you mentioned something in your top five. You talked about this selfie style video and this this whiteboard inking. Can we just elaborate on that a little bit? Like, do students have to pre-record their video and upload it? Or is it that they have to do it live and in the moment? Is there editing? How do, what does that look like? Yeah. And so there's it's it's a mixture of the two. And so <laughs> Again, and I feel like I keep quoting her, Jordan or Jordan or my. If you can think, you can Flipgrid it. Uh, there are a number of ways you can craft your video on Flipgrid, and so uh, I'll just talk through a scenario. So let's say you know I'm in a class. My teacher has posed an assignment, a topic. Um, I go to the grid. You'll see the green, the green plus. I click to add a response, and I'm recording my video. And so right there, the recorder is launched, just like the recorder you would access within like a social media video platform. Um, I can record my video, and within that, I have a couple options. There's filters, um, and these are not like you know funky anything. It's just like um, so you're not gonna see like puking rainbows or or any of those crazy things. It's just like subtle filters that kind of add some tone to your video. So like black and white, or we have like old town mode. So maybe you're describing a scene or something, and you just want to add just like a couple different color variations to give some context to what you're describing. You can add live text and live inking. So if I want to draw on my video, I can just do so with my finger. Um, and I can do that either draw a masterpiece and hit record or do it live. So I could be, you know, flip the camera, show you, I'm pointing at my shoes and then circle my shoes on the camera, something like that. Um, and you can also add custom images, which could be, you know, work. Maybe I painted a painting and I want to put that onto my Flipgrid video. All of these are little features within Flipgrid that you can access when recording your response via the app or, or online, right? Um, you can piece together multiple clips and then before you actually submit that response, you have an opportunity to review. And so you can look and say, oh, this was good or I, I really wanna phrase that differently. And a huge part of the learning process happens here because it's, you know, right? You're reflecting on your own learning and thinking, how can I, how can I make this better? What can I add or what can I change? Um, there's some lightly editing. so. If, for example, you, you get to the end of your video and your dog starts barking, um, you can trim that part off. Uh, you can go back and add more clips before you hit submit. And you can also rearrange clips. And so we've seen some creative ways of, you know, maybe it's showing uh, you're eating something, right? You show your plate and you, you take little clips throughout eating. And then in the review step, you actually rearrange them and it looks like you're growing the food or, or whatever it might be. Um, so some lightweight editing. But it's intended to be fast and quick and just get your voice. And it's not about creating this high quality production. It's about sharing your voice. And so with all these features, including, and I think I forgot to mention whiteboard, blackboard mode. So if you want to not show your face or not show you know, your surroundings, you can toggle on whiteboard mode and draw on there and throw emoji and text and different things on that um, canvas. But once you've created your video, within about a few minutes, hopefully you, you've kind of packaged this content that you're proud to share to answer the prompt. Um, and that's what you submit. 
That said, if you want to go to another app and you want, for example, puking rainbows in your video, you can create a video in any other app. Um, and this is so app smashing, right? So you can create a video in another app and then upload it to Flipgrid. And so we've seen really cool examples of like creating something in Adobe Spark or, or using doing to create like a green screen creation and then downloading that video to your device and then uploading that video to Flipgrid. Uh, and likewise, you can upload your video into your into your recorder on Flipgrid and then add a couple extra clips. So you could say, hey, I'm going to show you this project I created and then upload that clip to be, you know, clip number two within your scene video and then add a final clip and say, that was my project. And then that is your one video that you submit to the grid. And and the idea here that this video editing, I know you keep saying it's it's simple and it does it does sound simple, but what an what an opportunity for students and even teachers who are uploading their videos to give their prompt, if you will, to to learn a little bit about editing and, and reordering and sequencing and what is it that I don't want to do and and reviewing. So that feature alone is an added bonus of it's not just a one shot deal. I you know my dog's barking halfway through, but whatever, I got to send it up right. I have that ability to review my work and then put up something that I'm that I'm proud of and that I want to share. Uh, so Adam, before we take off, um, I just want to give you the opportunity to share anything that we may have missed that we didn't get to cover today about Flipgrid um, that you may want to share with our listeners. Yeah. So just one more thing, and we've covered we've covered so many great things. Um, well, first and foremost, the conversation we see this all the time. My my colleague Ann Cosma loves this line, uh, as do I. And so I'm going to quote her and saying, "The conversation that starts today does not end today." So feel free to reach out anytime. Um, once again, my Twitter handle is at Adam Shortshores, um, or you can send us an email, hello at Flipgrid.com. Um, and if it's a note for me, it'll find its way to me. It's just once I said, or like I said, we're a small team. Um, but another thing I want to mention is right when you sign up for Flipgrid, there's this incredible resource with over 15,000 ready-to-use discussion prompts um, built right inside of Flipgrid. It's called the Disco Library, Disco being for uh, the fun version and also shorter version of Discovery. Um, but learning, we say, is an adventure and a dance party. So it's the disco library. Uh, and what's in here, 15,000 may sound like a lot, but you can quickly refine those results within the search query or by subject and age. And it's these ready-to-use discussion prompts, these topics we've been talking about, created by fellow educators and also created by education partners. So for example, the Met Museum, Breakout EDU, uh, BBC Learning, MSN Kids, Wonderopolis, vocabulary, uh, and, and so many more have created these free discussion prompts, free content for you to share with your scholars that you can just search through and then add to your grid. So it's a great place to get started if you're looking for inspiration or looking for just ready to launch content. And there's a tile in there in particular when we're getting or when you're getting started called conversation starters. And it's just a great, simple way to, you know, just like as you're becoming familiar with Flipgrid, Create an, or create a topic where your students can become familiar with the platform. And Conversation Starters is all about topics centered around, you know, click this button and see what it does and, and add this filter and see what happens to get your students familiar with the medium before you kind of dive into the, the more, you know, critically stimulating content that you may have. Providing these icebreakers basically to give students the opportunity to, to, to explore and discover um, what Flipgrid is and what it has to offer so that it helps them enhance their videos moving forward. It's a fascinating, you know, kind of plan and, and starting point um, for teachers to help their students begin. So Adam, I appreciate you taking the time um, joining me today on the podcast. And I encourage all the listeners, obviously, to follow you on Twitter at Adam Short Shorts. 
uh, head off to flipgrid.com to see and sign up. It is free. It's free for educators. Sign up and 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 create your first grid and, and send off a topic to somebody um, and follow Flipgrid on Twitter as well. So again, Adam, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast this afternoon. And um, we look forward to chatting to you again and the conversation will continue. That's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Adam from Flipgrid. I encourage you to head over to flipgrid.com, sign up and try their tool for free. It is free for all educators and you never know, you might find a grid pal from across the world. Go on to Twitter and follow them at Flipgrid and follow Adam at Adam Short Shorts as well and check out all the cool things that educators are using Flipgrid for. Don't forget to share everything that you're doing in your classroom with hashtag MakeLearningCreative and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. <laughs>